Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. This is the very warm Dr. Simon. Today was a hot one. Although there's a blue sky, so the humidity may not be as hot, as high as it will be still later in the summer, but it is cooking out there. Anyway, um, I want to talk today about police brutality, racism, and dehumanization. And I want to start with racism first. Um, In the United States, the current movement uh, to reform police is built around the idea, one of the ideas is Black Lives Matter. And I subscribe totally to that because the the, uh, uh, authoritarianism, which I'll explain in a moment in our country, is really focused around the idea of color. Now, I don't say race. I say color, skin color. Because race is a socially constructed idea that seems to pretend or successfully pretends to be a biological concept. Namely, that there are some innate, profound differences between human beings on the planet that either sees them as a subspecies or a totally different species. In our country, in the United States, and in many parts of of, uh, Europe, uh, people with brown and black skin are considered to be of another race and treated as if they are an inferior species or subspecies of human beings. Uh, Someday maybe we'll get past the idea of this difference based really on a few genes, not a lot of genes, and which are adaptations over, over generation after generation, biological adaptations, to different climates, to the degree of sun or lack thereof, on different parts of the planet where various tribes <clears throat> set up camp and lived. We are only one species on this planet called Homo sapien human beings. Only one. And we know this to be so because any two healthy young people, one male and one female, who find each other sexually attractive to one another and who, through the usual process, there are other processes now because of the marvels of science, Uh, decide to have sexual intercourse, can have a child. And that's the definition, biological definition of a species. Animals on the planet that can copulate or go through some form of interchange, intercourse, and have offspring belong to the same species. So we're one species, And the idea of race, I put in quotes, 
like I do mental illness or psychotherapy. I put the word therapy because they're metaphors for something else. And in this case, it's a metaphor for skin color. So that's number one. Number two, I have to go through a little bit again. I've done this on many shows, and I'm going to do it again today. The different types of political organizations that can exist in groups, between families, within families, wherever human beings are, and as I discuss when I talk about psychotherapy, uh, the process of, of, of how human beings uh, uh, deal with themselves can uh, uh, dehumanize and set up a hierarchy in which some people are defined as innately superior and inna- or innately inferior to others. In other words, in the authoritarian system, there is a hierarchy in which human beings are layered. And the layering is achieved basically by social convention in which certain people, based upon a variety of criteria, one could be kinship, another, uh, how skillful they are, how attractive they are, uh, another, are, are how many, what kind of possessions they have, uh, how skillful they are in sports or, 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 or uh, at mechanics or intellectually, um, are seen as superior to those who lack those particular qualities that define the worth, the essential worth of any given human being. Most uh, uh, tribes evolved, in my historical understanding, as authoritarian. Now, why the hierarchy exists, um, I believe started really with the the moment that human beings invented the idea of God or gods, truly superior beings to which... um, we were, as a species, as, as human beings, inferior. It's this baked-in notion of superiority and inferiority uh, that I think is the problem. And, and the solution, really, to me, is an obvious one. I'll get to it later. And that is a democracy in which the politics that govern the interaction of people starts out and ends with the assumption that there is no layering. All human beings are created equal. And, and um, the idea of religion exists a, on the other side of a firewall from the civil politics that governs day-to-day interaction of people living together in any given area or, or, or anywhere in the world. Now, What's interesting about this, this notion of evolution shaping us, is that human beings cannot survive alone. They must have the help and therefore the loyalty 
of their fellow human beings. And when groups <coughs> form tribes, and the first social organizations that really allowed a good survival of the individuals and the children born into those uh, uh, groupings uh, were tribal. Um, when, when this began to happen, the notion of morality began to appear. You can't kill another person or do something harmful, steal from them, uh, derogate them, if you need them. In other words, if your survival and the survival of your children depends upon the survival and the survival of someone else's children in a, in a group, in a cooperative group, then one must be good to them as they are good to you. And if we seek to steal from somebody or enslave them or kill them, we have to have a rationalization. We have to create a story within the story that says we're not all equal. <coughs> Some of us are inferior to others. <coughs> and the inferiority can, again, be created in a variety of ways. And in our country, and in much of the Western world, for a very long time, the notion that somebody of a different skin color was uh, the same as yourself got, got buried in a story that the white is superior to the black or the brown or when America was being so-called settled, the red. When we look at this notion, <clears throat> what we see is that there has to be a rationalizing story that says, I can enslave you, I can kill you. And the mechanism, the psychological mechanism that permits that I would list under defense mechanisms as, as they emerged in the theory of psychoanalysis. But most of the so-called psychological defenses that exist in psychoanalysis tend to be within people, repression, where we repress or we bury a thought and we hide it from ourselves so we don't know or, or pretend not to know. This is a complicated issue I won't go into, but we don't really know what we otherwise do know. Or project what we hate in ourselves, we see in others. The President of the United States, anything he calls somebody else, you can tell right away that's how he feels or fears he is. Right? The idea that you wouldn't be bright, the idea especially you're not strong, is an intolerable notion for him to see in his own identity, and so he projects it and sees it in everybody else. But the mechanisms that really never get discussed in psychoanalysis are, have to do with this authoritarian hierarchy that people evolved and live in uh, almost all over the world, and almost always historically. And that is the idea of 
Some of us are more human than others, and others are less human. And the second mechanism is demonization. Those who are less are potentially dangerous. And so we create hierarchies, and again, in our culture, it's due to this fictionalized idea of race, socially constructed idea of race, and once a group of individuals can dehumanize other human beings, and especially get them to accept their inferiority, once that happens... They can enslave, murder, and otherwise control in a variety of ways that would be totally otherwise inimical against the moral idea of hurting another human being. We are more moral than otherwise. We're all moral. So we have to deal with the morality issue when... We create a hierarchy, and that's through the mechanism of dehumanization and demonization. The role of police now. All societies have police, and all societies have a military. Because tribes competing for food, for water, for a, a good patch of land, an area to live in where they feel they can thrive, have to be able to fight against and take away from others who would compete with them. And the way this has historically always been done, because warfare <clears throat> uh, uh, is, is with us all the time, is through the dehumanization and the demonization of others in another tribe. We are constantly killing each other from tribe to tribe. And rationalizing it, huh? they always attacked us first. In all of the history of the world, nobody has ever said we attack them. They create, through the process of dehumanization and demonization, a story in which the other is the other is inferior, is monstrous in some way, and has to be destroyed or defended against. All right? This is how it's been working. And by the way, when I say this, I reject all of the stories that exist that human beings are innately good and or innately evil. Some of us are good and some of us are evil, or some groups of people are innately good and some are innately evil. All human beings are human beings and can do good or can do evil. So if we now turn to the police, who are paramilitary, and the police are supposedly, in our story of democracy, here to protect and serve the public. However, to the degree that we are still authoritarian, that role of the police, a paramilitary group, well-armed, uniformed, well-trained, easily slip into 
and can be controlled and directed by a story that says, there are some among us who are inferior and would take away what the superior ones have earned or been given by God or deserved through their innate superiority. And rather than serve and protect everyone, serve and protect those in power. They are the paramilitary group that demands and enforces through strength and violence the hierarchical notions that some deserve to eat and others deserve to work and have them, the the superior individuals, uh, feed, eat what they have produced. And this country was founded on slavery of whites, innately superior, granted by God the right to control people of color, 400 years ago brought over and continued to be brought over uh, uh, on slave ships and put to work in, in, in a society in which the police, the paramilitary, were basically created to serve and protect those in the higher ranks of society and control and punish and otherwise uh, harm those who are inferior. And that's really what's being fought out in the streets and protested against. But again, it's built into a story based on race, which is not enough. And by the way, I should add here, when Hitler exterminated six million Jews, among them one million uh, 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 infants and children, it's not because Jews were of a different color. We're as white as anybody in most cases. But what we were as he and the Nazis cast it, as an inferior race. That has to be made aware. We have to be aware of that. In this country, especially now and, 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 and through its history, its founding history, the idea of race was based on skin color and one race being superior, the white race being superior to the black race. And also people who were red-skinned, redskins, American Indians, called Indians only because Columbus, when he got here, when the Europeans got here, thought they were in India. They didn't have good maps. They didn't know actually where they were. And there's now a discussion about tearing down the statues of Columbus. Because when they realized, and they realized soon, that the blankets that they slept in contained somehow diseases that killed the Indians, they gave them all the blankets they could find. And much of the Indian population, the Native American population, died rather than have to uh, 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 die through a, a battle a difficult battle that the superior whites might in fact lose. Uh, 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 and, and, and this was simpler. 
eradicate the inferior ones, say it's God's will, uh, God being always at the top of the hierarchy, and when God is at its most dangerous story, that God is a male who has blonde hair, white skin, and blue eyes. That, that, the, the idea, that, that creates a hierarchy that really can't be questioned and becomes potentially really dangerous and really vicious. So what do we do about this? Well, a kind of a miracle, and I don't mean this in religious terms, took place. And it took place when the Constitution of the United States, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution were created, and created by individuals who, George Washington and Thomas Jefferson, uh, 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 James Madison, who were slave owners and practiced slavery. And they created a doctrine that Thomas Jefferson put into words. That boy could write. That all human beings, they put it, all men are created equal. At the time, women were lower in the hierarchy than men, and that's a battle being played out, even as I sit here and speak to you on the air. White women, however, being superior to black women. And this particular hierarchical organization was threatened by the notion that we're all equal and all deserve in our equality the same rights and privileges and immunities under the law. And that story rubs up against the hierarchical notions of authoritarianism. And so the answer really is, those of us who believe in democracy, that all human beings are created equal and endowed, as I would put it in my book, and I do, all humanity is endowed by the wisdom and the collective wisdom of the rest of humanity, not by a higher power, but by the will of, the, of humanity itself with certain rights and endowed with individuality, the right to follow their own lives, to, to be responsible human beings to each other, and under the law be accorded exactly the same protections by the police and dehumanize nobody. And we are now in our struggle in this country going to see whether democracy holds because we have individuals in our Congress and in the presidency and the people who surround him, a, a hierarchical set of notions in which race, the idea of whiteness, and especially Christianity, is so baked in that they don't even see it, in which my great fear is that, not that Trump won't lose the election, because if he continues to do what he does, he will lose the election, that there won't be an election. 
there will be so much suppression of voting and so many attacks on the election itself that Trump will declare himself president for life and, and his children will be the heirs and the great fear that Washington and Jefferson and Madison and John Adams had of a kingship, of a hierarchical leadership based on birth will somehow struggle forth and exist in the United States of America. And that's my great fear. My other fear, of course, is that this pandemic uh, is going to go on and on and on, and it's going to affect the election uh, and in ways that are not clear yet, because this can all be avoided if we can get universal uh, election by vote, and people can drop their stamped envelope into a well-functioning uh, a box attended uh, by a well-functioning mail service, United States Postal Service. And, and I'd feel much better if I knew that was going to exist in November than what might otherwise exist. So I'm not going to go into the entire politics as I see it, except in the general sense. We are in a struggle now to see whether an authoritarian and in many ways a totalitarian system, totalitarianism is different than authoritarianism. In authoritarianism, you have to be obedient to those above you in your behavior. In totalitarianism, we have to be obedient in thought. We have to believe that our inferiority is real and that our leaders are our betters and not have any thoughts to the contrary to think of ourselves as mentally ill or disturbed if, if we question the existing hierarchy that exists in the authoritarian end of the system that crime is punished not by overt behavior but by thought thought crime wonderfully and best described in, in uh, 1984 a uh, great, important novel that everybody should read. George Orwell. That's not his real name. I forget the real name, but that was his pen name. Okay. Uh, I see nobody called in. Nobody's joining me. But I feel good. This is a good show today, I thought. Um, if you hear this, think through your own hierarchical ideas. Who, if you honestly look at your own thoughts, do you believe is inferior? And who, if they commit petty crimes or crimes, uh, particularly violate the norms and the rules of society as established by those at the higher end of the hierarchy, at the upper end, the leaders, uh, have to be controlled, punished, by a legal system that is not applied uh, uh, universally, but by a police force and a legal system that is biased and hostile to the behaviors of those considered less than human and to be demons in one way or another 
and a threat to society and those in charge. We'll see what happens. And so I'm going to put on some television. Uh, I'm feeling fairly good this afternoon. I think a nice glass of wine or so is going to be in order in about an hour or so. And I wish I didn't feel that way. I don't drink too much because I hate how I feel an hour or two later. And then in the morning I go out and my golf game stinks. So I have to keep the line on how much I drink. But a glass or two of wine and the world is suddenly a better place for me. And, and uh, well, that's, I think, why most people drink. The trick is not the drinking, but not let it get away uh, uh, in such a way that it damages one's life. Take care. Goodbye. So long. And I'm going to end my show.